0: Hey everyone, this is Lila Provenza, and this is The Honest by Head. Every episode, I get to pick the brains of brilliant, inspiring and honest guests about their lives, passions and everything and anything we want to discuss. We use the veterinary world, or not, just as an excuse to talk to fascinating people. Today, I had with me Clélia Provenza. Clélia Provenza is my favorite person in the entire world. She happens to be my grandma, but above all, she's a woman ahead of her time. She is an entrepreneur and a real estate investor. She opened her first and incredibly successful business at the age of 62. You heard it right? 62. She never let anything stop her, and she had to find ways to find a patriarchy without the patriarchy even noticing it. It takes a lot of emotional intelligence which she happens to have plenty, I guarantee you. My grandma does not speak English, so my sister and actress, Luana Proença, kindly accepted to play my grandma during today's episode. The original interview happened in Portuguese, and today you will hear the English version. Last year, I had a tattoo done on my left forearm on her owner. The tattoo has all the flowers she loves. The night prior to the event, she wrote me the following note. Lila, I couldn't sleep last night. Your attitude is so profound. I can't imagine where and when I was able to engrave myself in your glorious and determined trajectory. That made me search, in my own past, people that tattooed my soul, making it better. You are a beautiful, colorful and loving tattoo that I gladly carry with me since the day you were born. Are you guys crying yet? (laughs) Anyway, today is the last episode of many seasons we will have of The Honest Podcast. I wanted to send a special thanks to the Tom Pats team, the podcast producing company, Flavio Ferrer, the strategist, Kelly Jacqueline, the manager, Lucas Panisson, the incredible editor that together with Gustavo Slomp created our amazing podcast song. I couldn't have done this without you guys. You are a delight to work with. Thank you all of you that listen to our podcast. It is made with pure love and joy. To many more podcasts, love, Lila. Hello, everybody. This is the last one, the last episode of this season. Can't believe it. I've loved so much. Today I have... This is the first day I'm actually very nervous because I actually interviewed my favorite person in the entire world, my grandma. And my grandma does not speak English. She speaks Portuguese. So... Of course, why would I do this in an easy way? Why? I don't do anything easy. So what we did was we recorded everything in Portuguese. Then I literally forced, and I'm not joking when I say that, I forced my sister (laughs) to play my grandmother. And she. I think she's nervous too, we're going to ask her, but her name is Luana, my sister. So she's going to be playing my grandma's voice. Uh, My grandma's name is Clelia. And I hope we can do this justice because it was such a delight to talk to my grandma about things I didn't even know about her life um, and the incredible person she is and how progressive and feminist she was for her time and still is. And I'm sure you're going to love it. So with you is going to be my grandma, interpreted by Luana, my sister. Hey, Luana, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> you also
1: forced me to translate, to, uh, to oh, yeah. transcribe everything to Portuguese and translate to English.
0: I know. Isn't that great? And <laughs> hey, Luana, did I pay you for that?
1: Um, no, but I have a nephew and a niece, so I'm okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, a nephew and a niece, right? That's what I said. Okay, so Luana Guy, she's my younger sister, and she is, uh, oh my God, Luana, you are so many things uh, an ext- actress, a producer, a director, um, an improviser, um, a great little sister, um, uh, an amazing aunt, uh, godmother of my son. Um, what else? Am I missing? Entrepreneur, feminist, um, t-
1: teacher, teacher. Um, and, yeah, professor. Yeah and um it's okay but here i'm as an actress and the granddaughter favorite granddaughter granddaughter of grandma
0: yeah so So let's jump to it so guys i'm gonna be playing myself um this conversation actually happened of course uh but i'm gonna be um playing myself now because the whole conversation happened in portuguese and luana is gonna be playing my grandma so i hope you enjoy and let's jump to it okay grandma welcome grandma welcome to our podcast Welcome, beautiful. How is everything going there? Uh, it's great. I am actually in the closet, as you can see. Um, you are in a very nice balcony there.
1: Exactly. And I'm listening to the birds and
0: look at the flowers. Oh, And you are sitting in a rocking chair in front of nature, right, Grandma? I can actually hear the birds. Yes, it's
1: gorgeous, gorgeous.
0: I know. So, I wish I was there. So... Just so everybody's situated, you are in Brazil, in a city called João Pessoa, where my father, your son, lives. And I am in Los Angeles, locked in my closet. (laughs) Did you lock yourself in the closet? (laughs) You know what? Sometimes I wish I did. Sometimes it's necessary. But the reason I am in the closet right now is so the sound is better. Um, So I get in the closet and I pull all the blankets, as you can see, this one here. I see, I see. Yeah, so... Let me introduce you to everyone, Vovis. Let me actually say Vovis, uh, grandma in Portuguese is Vó, but I, we nickname her Vovis. So sometimes I'm going to call her Vovis, which means like grandmama or grandmama or something like that. It's a very <laughs> endearing. <laughs> so you are my father's mother. Yes. Yes, and your full name is Clélia de Oliveira Proença. Vieira Proença. Oh, yeah. You have the Vieira. I keep forgetting it. So, it's Clelia de Oliveira Vieira Proença. It even rhymes, right, Grandma?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it rhymes. It rhymes.
0: Okay. And then you have four biological children and an adopted daughter. Um, and my father is your second oldest child, right? Like, biologically speaking.
1: That, that's right. Of the men, he's the oldest, too.
0: Yeah, I don't even know why I said that, distinguished, biological, adopted. I hate when people do that to me. But anyway, I did it. So anyway. (laughs) So you had a girl before my father. And um, we are um, in the Times. Actually, let me also situate everybody. It's the coronavirus COVID quarantine. It's still, still going on, fourth month. And unfortunately, everybody's locked up still in their homes. Hopefully they are. Um, and then you are in João Pessoa at my father's house, right? Grandma, you are quarantining there to stay safe, right? You were visiting yeah, and then visiting, you stayed.
1: Yeah, I was visiting. because I, And I couldn't come back. So far, I haven't been able to come back that's brazilia. true
0: yeah that's true so you still, <laughs> Even, still if, if i
1: want to live now
0: i can't because for me to
1: live here i have to go to sao paulo and because there's no direct flight to brazilia oh wow and sao paulo is the worst place in brazil right oh well, right now it's everywhere but sao paulo is really uh, bad in terms of
0: coronavirus so i'm waiting but it's all right it's wow. all right Why? Wow. but grandma of names um, it's something that we uh, talked about before and I find it so interesting that I think a lot of people don't stop to think right Grandma like and a lot of people are doing it in repetition and it's it's not right or wrong but I find it so interesting it's um, everybody's choice it's everyone's choice it is a choice. Yes. I think it's important uh, to have a choice, right? But um to have the right to choose, but um we were talking about before before we start recording the podcast, we were talking about surnames. And how about in the time you got married, um inserting a husband your husband's surname in your name uh. was almost an obligation. I, well, almost, yes. And even nowadays, right? I mean, it's, it's considered the marry the normal. But um, I understand, like, before, you didn't even think you had the option. It was like you had to do it, right?
1: Yeah, it was like an obligation, a moral, moral obligation.
0: Yes, you had no choice. Practically, no, yeah. And uh, what do you think is going to hap- it was going to happen, Grandma, if you chose to not put Grandpa's name in your hand- name? There was no uh, way, right? No, but it never crossed my mind. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, but like this, if you wanted to, you had no way to do it if it had crossed your mind before.
1: No, I... Well, I never thought about this possibility because the normal thing was to have the husband's name. Otherwise, people would say, it's a lie. You are you are the mistress. You are the lover, concubine. I, I don't know,
0: something pejorative. That's right. Well, I'm saying that just to situate everybody we were talking off. Um, I was just saying how I chose not to put my husband's name on my name. I kept my name the way it is. Uh, Laila Maftun Proença. Just to situate everybody, but so Grandpa, I mean, we will be—you will not be seen as a lady. Let's put that way. And and Grandpa was going to imagine if you told Grandpa that (laughs) you weren't gonna—we're not gonna put his name. Oh no, my oh my, no, no, No,
1: there was no way.
0: Yes, because yeah, because I didn't, I didn't put Stephen's name, and I kept my uh, maiden's name.
1: Yes. Many people here already do that as well.
0: Yes. Um, but I was going to say, Grandma, a lot of people were surprised, including Stephen, I, uh, I have to say. He thought he was very normal. I mean, I think he expected me to add his name to my name. Um, he was a little bit sad. Um, at least I think he was. Um, he was like, whoa, you! but you don't love me? Aren't you going to put my name or add my name to your name? <laughs> then I said, "Whoa, okay, this is not a, a matter of proof of love, right? It's a matter of like, it's almost like showing that you belong to someone like a bosses. Oh, yeah possessive thing right yes to show like that I'm yours right because if I have your last name I'm yours yes and you are not yeah I, I even offer him to if you he, he wanted to put my name on his name and he said and I said you know if you love me put my name <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it
0: <laughs> but it is I mean but if you stop to think right that's what I say uh, just stop to think why we do things the way we do um if we, I think it's just because it's a tradition, or if we if we have a reason, um, is and if it's just a tradition, it doesn't make much sense, does it?
1: It doesn't. And and if it's a choice, it's cool, right? If you have no obligation, but if you like like the name, you want to put it, it's something else.
0: And and today, grandma, if you were to get married today. Um, uh, nowadays, do you think he would keep your name or do you think he would get, like, add grandpa's name? Oh, I,
1: would, I would even get it because my name is too short and it gives a lot of issues, a lot of pro- problems because uh, my mom and my dad want the names short, short names, right? So we don't have mm-hmm. problems. Those of uh, documents, uh, IDs, difficulties, and something like that. So what happened? Uh, Clelia de Oliveira and Roberto de Oliveira, my brother. Uh, And my father is Antonio Oliveira. And they had, uh, my father and my brother, they had, let's say, a very large firm, right? Mm -hmm. And like a store. And then the problem started in Sao Paulo because some bills that weren't theirs started to come to our place. Mm -hmm. They were called to answer for the payments And then people went after uh, his father and mother, my my brother, uh, Roberto, his father and his mother, my parents, right? Uh, For Roberto de Oliveira, who who was the son of whom. And Mm -hmm. there was sometimes the coincidence of the father of the person that that was the owner of the bill being also Antonio de Oliveira, too.
0: uh
1: I see. So my brother, out of necessity, put Roberto Coutinho. Mm -hmm. And then he was my mother's name, too. Uh, Roberto Coutinho de Oliveira.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, do you think today, because I understand that the problem with the bills before, it's so random to think that, but before, like the times are modern now, do you think you would you, you wouldn't have changed your name because you think your name is short? So I, I don't even have a problem with
1: um, socially, right? So it's not just the name Clelia de Oliveira. S- suddenly, nowadays, women, there are many important women, right? that today we have the struggle for equality and if I just left uh, like Clelia de Oliveira it is if it was an artistic name it's one thing but with the law the legislation and if you're gonna check it there will be about 20 Clelias 30 Clelias right got it got it so I would use use to let it be a little longer
0: let's say oh so you could use your mother's right Oh, also, yes, too. Yeah, you could use Clelia Coutinho. Coutinho. De Oliveira. Exactly, de Oliveira. It is. So, to be more
1: characteristic to myself.
0: So, Grandma, let's change gears a little bit. Um, We were talking about your name, but you... I know very little about your childhood. Um, I mean, I know just a few things that we talked about before. Um, you grew up in a boarding school. It was like a religious Catholic school, and you, yeah, you told me the little you shared with me. You told me that it was quite lonely at times. You didn't have many friends because you were like, I think the youngest or one of the youngest kids there. Um, that you actually had to go to boarding school because your father had a fab, uh, like a, a fabric or. Um, a company of some type and there were many men working there and then your mom was very worried that you were going to be exposed to all of that and that's why they sent you so young to boarding school but then you also tell me like really funny stories on how um you know how the superior mother at school um she used to take you to um have ice creams on saturdays is that right
1: and yeah, nah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, I was the youngest, right, at the school. And uh, she was really my friend, the superior mother. Uh, so, what happened was that the o- older girls wanted to go and for a walk out of the school. So, they started to using me to do that. To go out? Yes. Uh, they said something like, come on, tell Madrynansinha that you want to have an ice cream. I don't believe it, Grandma. They're using you. Yes. And then I would go there and say, Oh, mother, I want you to have an ice cream, right? I, I think she noticed it and she said, Go, my daughter. I will open the gate. I will just give the money here and you go there, buy it, and come back. Oh, so she wouldn't let all the girls go, huh? She, she wasn't
0: silly, huh? This nah, she wasn't mother was not silly
1: at all. <laughs> and, and the girls were so angered.
0: Yeah, but then you are all happy with your ice cream.
1: for sure for sure because uh, the girls send messages by the the other girls for the by the external students right saying that they were going out in that time so their boyfriends went there to to the place where we uh, had the ice cream and they stay far away right but and then with all of that the deal was off and that was what it's like
0: Oh, oh my. So, uh, but wait, how did they send the messages to the boyfriend's grandma? How did they, like, how did they do that? With the external
1: girls, because there were girls who were not internal students at school. They didn't live inside the school.
0: Oh my, grandma, look at this whole scheme.
1: Yes, because during class time, it was an ordinary school. So they had their
0: friends, right? Oh, and, but... Wait a second, how did they, if it was an all-girls school, how did they meet the, the boys, the boyfriends?
1: Uh, yeah, only girls there. So how did they know each other? Um, and so they, they sent paper notes, and when they left at the end of the week, uh, the guys called um, uh, for them, and then they meet before the girls go to school in the next week, and so on. I wasn't part of it and and I know it was um, a joyful thing but I, I don't complain they were never um, tough on me. O- on the contrary, right?
0: Oh grandma,
1: it seems like you have a really you had a really lonely childhood. I was alone but but it was very delightful. It wasn't um, it, I didn't have a friend from outside. My friends were from the school who... Sometimes I went out to somebody's house. We went for walks, right? But I don't have that... I was always very calm about things. And then I got sick of staying there in the last year. So I wanted to leave. I went to... I, I want to... write. Uh, my, but my father lived there on a, uh, on a farm in Bawiri. And there was only... To live to Baweri the city of Baueri, I had to take the train to go to Sao Paulo first. So, of course, my parents wouldn't let me take it, the, the train. So, I went to live in the city of Itu at my aunt's house. And there also, I was very well received. Everything was... Um, it was there that I actually met your grandfather.
0: Oh. And, and how old were you, Grandma, when you actually left the boarding school to go live in an aunt's house in Itu? And um, I about eighteen. Oh, 18. Oh, grandma! It's kind of crazy if you think right, because about all those things and and the reason why you had to go to boarding school and all these memories. If if you, I don't know, but if you if you think about that, the reason why you had to grow up away from your parents, because if you think of gender inequality, right? Like because as you mm-hmm. said yeah because in the factory that your father had, they were all men working there, yeah and then your mother, and I kind of fully agree with her at the time to protect you. she sent you to boarding school, but look,
1: but also because it was a better education. um I learned to play the piano, I learned to paint those uh th- those kind of things, and it was easier it was easier because everything was w- already there at school.
0: Oh, and and in, when you growing up, then you went well, how old was you uh, were you when you went there? it uh, was like 7 or 8 years old that when you went to boarding mm-hmm. school and then you were 18 when you left to go to your aunt's house? Yeah, 18, 19, yes. Oh, and then you went there to finish school. Um and then it was in E2 that you met grandpa.
1: Yeah, it was there. Yes.
0: I see. And this school that you went to, Anitou, is it still, um, it, it was still like a regular school, right? Not boarding? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a regular school, not, not college. No, no, so not college. Okay.
1: And it was a public school as well. So, uh, there uh, I was an external student because it, it wasn't a boarding school, right? Th- that school specifically.
0: Oh, okay. And then you... Wow, Grandma. And then you're growing up like that. And, you know, like, I know that you also say that your father and mother were also um, more progressive, like more um, forward, right? But for the time... I mean, they were progressive for the time where you lived in, right? You were like... What were the aspirations um, you had? Say, like, for example... When I was growing up, there was nothing, no profession that I thought I couldn't be. Um, when I was growing up, I thought I could be anything. Um, uh, but how was that for you? Like, what did you think you could, like, what options did you think you had? I, I, I didn't think,
1: um, I never thought. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I guess I, I did it without thinking.
0: Like, um, like a profession? Like, is it?
1: Yeah. I, I, chose without thinking I, i never had the worry to worry like that that that's funny i i didn't that i remember there was no worries about that no no then when when i decided to be a teacher right i i didn't think as a that as a big deal or something like that i wanted to i studied to be a teacher oh
0: but at that time um you that was almost all you could do as a woman right um you could be a teacher a nurse you know those things that considered um women like didn't you think about being an engineer or something like that
1: no no but i believe there was some women that were i had friends uh um, a little older than me, who went to be lawyers, um, but yes, they they weren't all uh. lawyers or things different.
0: Uh, and how were they seen, Grandma like those friends who wanted to be lawyers, attorneys or who wanted to be other things? I think
1: they were already accepted um, for the there were more there were more sexism at the school uh, at the time, everything. But they did well it's 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 that old story. They were very smart and uh, progressive for their time, right? Mm-hmm. so so they won.
0: Oh, but you 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 were too, right, Grandma, very progressive. you tell me you tell me a story of when you I don't remember what city you were living in, that it was your first job as a teacher, that you I think it was a school in front of your house, right?
1: Uh, yeah, this was in Hezendi is is inside the state of São Paulo. So, I was already married, right? Yeah. I was already three years married and I went... Um, you
0: were uh, you were already a teacher, right? Like, gra- you had graduated already, right?
1: Yes, yes. So, I went to take Ziza, my oldest, and I think your father was not with me at the time, I think it was just Ziza, who, who went for her first year. Then I arrived at school. Um, the mothers all uh, holding the hands of their child. That the kind of thing of taking them to school. Uh-huh. Then I got there in the uh, courtyard of the school, mm-hmm. like that. And then the principal made the presentation of the teachers, that sort of things, and asked who was a teacher because she needed a teacher. Uh, Because um, she was missing teachers. Mm -hmm. Public schools are always missing teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a public Mm -hmm. school. So who is a teacher? And I raised my hand, said that I was. And she said, do you want to work? I said, "Um, I will see because of of all the things, right? I had to, to talk first. Then I got home. Your grandfather didn't like the idea at all that I couldn't go because I had to take care of the children, uh, the, those things. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go. Um, when we arrived the other year, when I went, I uh, already took your father. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, she asked the same thing. She didn't have a teacher. Mm-hmm. Then I, I said I was a teacher and decided to start right away. Uh, over there, like at the same time she asked? Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> because talking was not going to work. Then, uh, when I got home, I said, la-la-la, la la he didn't like it, right?
0: But you worked for a couple of weeks before, didn't you? Like, not, like, without telling him?
1: No, no, no. I said, uh, on the first day, I already told him.
0: Oh.
1: So, he thought it was a bad, was a bad thing for something, for like 15 days. Then he got used to oh, it. Oh, wow. He got used to it. He saw that the, the way that the house was being was the same that the children missing was missing nothing um those, those things too to, i had to do do those things to show that 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 i was capable you have to show that you are very capable you get up at dawn to do everything to show that you can't do it right you can't leave anything behind and it continued like um then the other year I went again, I taught two years in that school. Oh, wow. But that's crazy, like waking up yeah. so early. But th- then he was transferred, your grandfather. Yes. Um, so I couldn't teach in other places because until I arrived there, apply for the spot by uh, contest or something like that and start working, it was already time to leave, right? Uh-huh. So I was just leaving. So the children grew older and some places it was impossible anyway. huh Then I arrived to Rio de Janeiro and they they already were what I I think your father was already I don't even remember what grade he was already in. I I had already returned to it again and um I think he was already in this, his second year, third around that. And then I I decided that I wanted to go to university, uh, because mm-hmm. then at my uncle's house where I lived, uh, my uncle used to say to me, yes, uh, for his daughter to his daughters as well, right? I I had two cousins, uh, Laïs and Lenny, who lived there. Mm-hmm. That I lived with them in their house, um, so. Because we were very close, my mother with their mother, close friends, that, that kind of thing sisters. Um, so I lived there for a while and I met when I met your, your grandfather. and he used to say to them, my uncle, he used to say, "Look, I don't want any teacher here." And he spoke to me too, uh, you shouldn't do uh, be a teacher." I said, no, uncle, but I'm going to be a teacher. You, know, you shouldn't be a teacher. Women have, have to have another profession and not depend on an, an, uh, a husband. Uh, my uncle was all also very progressive.
0: Oh, oh, your uncle. Did your did your uncle say that? Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: And uh, and uh, my cousins, about my cousins, one uh, was a doctor and the other one was a dentist. Oh, so, wow. Okay, right? And I, I remain a teacher. Then I arrive in Hizindi, and I arrive again in Rio. Your grandfather went to to become um, a general staff, something like that. And um, so I decided to continue my studies. And I said, now I need to go to college, right, and university. Wow,
0: what one major did you take?
1: Uh, language l- literature. Uh huh. Portuguese from Portugal and um, Brazilian Portuguese and Brazilian literature and Portuguese literature.
0: Oh, and how old were you, Grandma? Uh,
1: I was in my thirties.
0: Oh, so you already had all the kids. Ah, yes, yes.
1: For that, I waited them to grow up, right? Because it involves a lot of time. Then I let them grow. And um, when Drigo, my youngest, I think he was eight or nine years, um, seven... Nine years old, I, I went back to school.
0: Grandma's, wow. So you had to take the admissions exam for college again?
1: I did, I did. I, I did the admission exam for everything. And I studied three years in Rio de Janeiro. Then I went to Brasilia. Mm-hmm. I, I spent two years there at the University of Brasilia. And it was hard to took more time to finish because of all the transfers, right? Yeah. So, I, I took uh, the teacher contest, I passed it, and then I didn't stop.
0: Oh, okay. So, but wait a minute. Um, you went to Brasilia in 81?
1: No. 81 was when your gran- uh, grandfather went to Peru. I was returning from Peru in, in 81.
0: Oh, so you went to Brasilia. Did you live in Brasilia before I was born?
1: Yes, in the 70s, 70-something, yes.
0: Oh, got it. And then, wow, you moved a lot, right, Grandma? Um, Just for people to understand um, the context here, because Grandpa was in the military, um, and he he was being transferred from place to place. Uh, From place to place. So sometimes it was kind of difficult. Oh, Grandma, tell that story. I love your stories, Grandma. Tell us when he wanted... You were, I think you were going to a ball or a dinner, or something from like something in the army, and you put on a dress. I think a dress he didn't like. How was the story again? I love that story. Um, he was
1: very jealous, so, um, right? He he say he wasn't, but um, this, um, this one about the dress was way before. Um, I put on a dress when I'm as soon as I had Caesar. And the dress was kind of uh low cut. And I never had a big bust. Uh, I was always skinny, right? Then I was I got more bust because of the baby. I was so happy because the dress was beautiful, right?
0: And and you were um and where were you going, Grandma?
1: Um, it was a party, I think, a cinema thing things like that. So I asked my mom to take care of Caesar. So, so I could uh, leave, right? Then I got ready. Oh, cool! Oh, everything. Then I, when I arrived, he looked like this, like, mm, and said, "Nope, change that dress. It's not good." Mm. I said, "Okay." Oh. and I went to the bedroom, put on my nightgown, my pajamas. <laughs> then he was waiting for me in the living room, right? Uh huh. Then he was like. Oh, did you change the dress? And I, I change it. Uh-huh. And, oh, but what you put on your pajamas? I said, ah, but I put on my pajamas because I'm not going to the party. I'm either going with the dress or I'm not going. Uh-huh. Ah. Then he didn't say anything. He, we didn't got to go to the party uh-huh. anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. And then, then, then it came... It came again. Several days passed, uh-huh. right, and um, so he didn't even ask me out for anything else for a while. Okay. Then um, the day, one day, he said to me, "Clélia, today there is a party in this place. Uh, there was a, a lot of parties there in Itu, because there was the Ituano Club, which mm-hmm. was a small club, but we thought it was a big club. Uh, and so there was a lot of dancing and." Uh, at that time, we danced a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go to the dance. And I said, only if I wear that dress. <laughs> then he said, oh, okay, then you can go. <laughs> so, he wanted to go, right?
0: I don't believe it.
1: Yes, there, there, there are these things.
0: So, see, grandma, you're very progressive. Because most women would have changed the dress, like put another dress to go to yeah, the party. Yeah, but it... But it but it doesn't work, right? Uh, what did you think, Grandma? Like, what what went through your head, through your mind?
1: Um, I, I thought I was decent. I didn't think about anything. I said, oh, why can I? I want to go like this. I'll, I will go like this, okay?
0: <laughs> Grandma, I thought it was great. I mean, I would have screamed, cried, messed up, but you... Uh, No, 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 it's no use. Uh, But, you know, you have emotional intelligence. It's no use.
1: And worse then one fight comes after another, right? So, you do it right. If you do it right, things come out right.
0: But you have to be patient, right, grandma? See?
1: Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. I always had patience.
0: Why do you wait? Why did you wait for the next occasion to say, I'm going with this dress? You, you have to be patient,
1: uh, and so, in everything, right, because um, it's, it's the old story, you marry a person with a different education, different sex, different principles, right, it's, it, it's really hard, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of friends, it was all, they were all, yes, 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 and so on, right? But unfortunately, I don't think like that. I If I feel like I want something. No, fortunately, grandma, not unfortunate. Fortunately. Uh, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> fortunately. So, and so I went. Um, there was a lady who said, Proensa, your grandfather, Proença does everything that Clelia wants. And I say, uh, but you have to know how.
0: And you started a whole new business, like you were always so progressive. You started a whole new business, totally outside of your area. When you, uh, it was a candle shop. When you were about like sixty years old.
1: Yes, uh, 60, uh,
0: 62. I mean, how, Grandma? Tell us, like, with what? No, because um, it's like that. If you work hard, and and and, and how but how did you, how did Grandpa react? Uh, when you said that you are going to open a business. And what did people say?
1: Yes. Um, when you work a lot and you work day and night too, when you retire, it's, it's, it's very empty. Why? Because you are used to getting up early to fix everything. So you get up early and fix everything. So what? What do you so do what now? What do you do? What did you do? So, uh, but I, I, I travel a lot. I'm glad your grandfather liked to travel. He likes it, right? Now we don't travel so much anymore. Mm -hmm. So, any money he collected, I collected, even hide. Uh, And as he already knew that I would say, "Um, Today I don't feel like it. I won't go. I don't want to go. He, he didn't say anything. He used to bought the tickets and gave it to me like, um, he's not a fool either, your grandfather. He would give <laughs> me the tickets, but uh, but on my birthday. Birthday. Then I said, uh, but I don't want to go. And he said, but look, I already <laughs> bought the tickets. It's your birthday. Now we have to go. <laughs> you understand? Um, so I've always obs- uh, observed a lot. I always, always... Go and observe a lot. Look at everything. And I wanted to do something again. And there, the candle shops were wonderful there. It uh, caught my, my attention.
0: Wait, where were you, Grandma, when you saw the candle shops?
1: Uh, in Europe. Uh, when we travel anywhere. In France, Portugal, wherever we went at the time, there were was a lot of candle shops. So I, was all, I always said to him, I, I will have a candle shop. Mm-hmm. He would say... Ah, uh, it's good. It's good. When we come back, then we would arrive, and he no, because we can't, because we want to travel. Uh-huh. Those things. Uh huh. So I gave it a couple of years, right, to travel, to enjoy. Then I said, no. Now it's the time. Now I'm going to open a candle shop. Uh huh. Then I started. Yeah. Um. I went to South to visit Lux, uh, and there is a store, a factory. The, oh, looks, where looks! Looks
0: is your son, right?
1: Just to so people know. Ah, yes, my son looks. Uh, and when I got there, I saw a candle shop called Glim, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I said, um, "This is where I tie my ho- my horse," <laughs> like we say here. Um, then I went and um, I already got a price. I already bought a lot of candles, but I only bought those from. Um, they used to make uh, candlesticks. Uh, the round ones, the candle that were round. So, I took all colors with me to Brasília and started making these other um, handmaids, right? Mm-hmm. Because those were more, those that I bought was
0: more uh, made on machines. Oh, Grandma. So, just like that, just to make it very clear, you had never met, done a candle or made a candle before? No, no, nothing. Anything. I, I just thought it was beautiful. No- nothing, right? Like, anything.
1: I don't even ever open a business before. So,
0: again, you were 62. You had never done anything like it, right? Okay?
1: But then, uh, thank God, I went to learn. There was a teacher there in Brasilia who taught, um, taught uh, how to do candles, a lady who made candles. I went there, I took the candle course, uh, everything. I started doing it. I used to take it to sell it at the... Um, I still hadn't retired yet. No, um, no. When I started doing it, it, I hadn't retired yet. So I took with me and sold there at the education foundation where I used to work, right? But then after I retired, I was researching when we traveled, traveled, researching for the candles, always observing with the idea of making a store. Um then one day I said uh um Ziza, your aunt just had a, a lacey, right? Uh, Alice turning twenty.
0: Yeah, um your granddaughter Alice is 20 years old now, right? But not at the time. At the time she was just a baby, she was just a newborn.
1: Yes, yes, just a baby. So I went to Ziza, it was like that snap. I said, Ziza, I'm going to open candle shop. Do you want to be my partner? Uh, she said, oh, mom, Alice is very little. I would like to, but... And I said, well, I have somebody else uh, to do it with me, but I give priority to you. You haven't chewed this night to tell me. <laughs> and and I actually had a friend, Dilma, that had already invited me to do something. Uh-huh. And then Ziza arrived at the night and said, I will do it. <laughs> and then I said, so it's okay, because that it's okay that Alice is very little, As we are going to start, you only go after lunch because it's a baby. You you have to breastfeed at night. You have to uh, uh, make soup, right? All those things.
0: Oh, grandma! But at that point, you didn't have um, you didn't understand anything about business. You just literally decide to open a store with what money, grandma? From my retirement, Uh, it
1: was a little amount, but it was enough. So I started looking for a place. Uh, first, uh, uh, let's see the location, right? I went to several places. Then I found this uh, this little shop close to where my son, Drigo, lives, right? I found this little store there. Um, Ziza had already worked in a store with a friend over there. And it was a corner that we, a place that we knew from Brasilia. Uh, so what did I do? Mm-hmm. I Look at I call it the real estate and I rent it right away. Agent.
0: Uh-huh. So there, without thinking too much, just like that, you call the real estate agent and boom.
1: Yeah, we rent and start without thinking too much. I had around uh, 40 candles at home other than the uh-huh. ones that I bought before. Uh-huh. Um, so to start, there were the, the candlestick candles. Uh-huh. Then I, I found this store. It was not very expensive. It was a small store. Then I, I call a, a guy, one of those who say they he does everything, right? So um, I had a corner made, uh, some shelves, something something simple. It was very cute. And it already had a name because I got it from a store from Europe, right? Paraffini uh, That I thought was beautiful. Then um, I started. I thought... Make making the candles at home and selling them there at the store. Well, then Ziza got into it that with me, and and so. And one day, your grandfather was he was already excited because ha- after your grandfather uh, wins the yeah, after he fought the the scary he gets. Then he helps helps me. He becomes a, a real partner for all texts. the resistance. Then uh, I remember he said, oh, "Clearly, let's do an opening party." He invited all of his friends. Uh, the shop was already open with a lot of candles there, and it was um, it was really close to Christmas. So he invited his friends. He did invitations, card, everything. The people went there, bought all the candles. I said. Oh my, what do I do now? I, I had to work at night, right? Then uh, <laughs> there was that too. Uh, I made some candles for your father <laughs> before I opened the store. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, oh, was, uh, I was about to open and it was with this money that I opened too. Because um, your father worked at Senai, the institution. So he uh, they were going to give it as a present. present. So he ordered me a hundred candles. I had no experience of making so many candles. and the, the shape to do the candles at the time was made of a uh, hard acrylic, um, half with half. Then you you clo- uh, close it the two parts together, tie it and fill with it wax, with part of uh-huh. Yeah wax uh for the paraffin. Yeah and and, and I was going to uh, take it out I, to take it out I had to be very careful because it could break uh, the letters inside. Oh you mean the look. mold
0: the mold was made out with acrylic. Yeah.
1: Yeah so look was a suffering to die. Was for. it a struggle? Yes, then I w- I would get up at midnight, 2 a.m. Wow. because there was only two modes, two <laughs> two of the shapes oh. to do a hundred. Oh wow! Look, I thought I was going to die. Oh wow! I know, I know that I and that I did. Then a little money came in with that, and then a little money um came and that to help, right? Mm-hmm. So then your grandfather also pay us three months of rent. Oh. So with that money we bought material, the furniture, this is uh, um we split the costs, mm-hmm. right? From then on, we split everything. Mm-hmm. From then on, the society remained. Mm-hmm. And and then the I know that um, I started when they bought everything, mm-hmm. the your grandfather's friends bought everything. I went crazy <laughs> making candles. I found some factories that send some some candles to cover up. And that's where the the soap age came. in. Oh, okay. Of uh, this, uh, the soap you remember well, right? Then mm-hmm. uh, it came, um, came the soap, and then the star grew. Yeah, I remember. Then you started. Then, then the people said, "Ah, I want to learn to make candles. Do you teach me?" And I do. Then I start teaching candle classes, and it, and a good money uh, was coming in. Because there were almost ten students there,
0: oh right, uh huh. Then, then you sold materials too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And when it was uh, five or eight months from the opening of the store, the store stopped using my money and started to pay for itself oh. too, right? Oh wow,
0: yeah. Then it grew. Uh, then uh, was the biscuit age. Oh, you mean the modeling clay, right? And then, and then it grew. Yeah the the star
1: glue and and the candles um the the candles dropped the the interest of by the candles dropped I mean, it it, seems, um, uh-huh. because yeah it was not a new thing anymore oh, I but remember. even today mm-hmm. even today we sell a lot of candles I See
0: but grandma I just want to go back because like like that just like that out of nowhere you opened the store
1: out of nowhere
0: because you kind of like attuned like you always like observing, you, the time you traveled, um, you, like, observed a lot, and then the idea...
1: Uh, The head was already ready, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was like the the seed was planted already, Um, but then out of the blue, you decide it's time, right? And then you, out of nowhere, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, that's right.
0: It was not out of blue, though, like, but you just decided it's today.
1: And so it was.
0: Oh, and, and then this store grew That grew so much and supported a lot of people, including me for a while. Everyone. It did. Like uh, your children, your kids, which, I mean, they were not kids. They were adults already, but they were older. Um, they worked at the store in different ways for different periods of time. Yes. And then myself, when I was working as a professor at the Veterinary Medicine College in Guarapuava, which is another state, I was finishing my uh, PhD at the time. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that time, I wanted to continue to be a professor um, at the Veterinary College, right? But that part of me, the academia part, was kind of like transitioning. I had to decide that I mean, I I came to the conclusion that was not what I wanted to do anymore. I did not want to be a professor anymore. I was kind of disappointed with academia. Um, But the problem is I had invested so much. I worked my whole life for it. But then I decided that that was no longer what I wanted to do. Exactly. It's... (laughs) Kind of out of the blue, I also decided um, I resigned my job, I quit, um, I left um, that state, I went back to Brasilia, where you were with the store, mm-hmm. um, not knowing what I was going to do, I was kind of lost in life, I just knew I did not want to be an academia and a professor anymore, then I started temporarily working with you at the store.
1: Yes, you you taught soap class and you also painted my candles before.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I think during college during veterinary school when I was a student, a veterinary student, I had worked at the store with you. You right. And then um I, I I thought I yeah, I used to teach soap classes, candle and the um, modeling clay classes. Yes. And then, I, yeah, I used to paint the candles to make extra money. I remember that. Um, during veterinary school, I worked there with you. And then when I had already graduated, I had done my master's, my PhD. Um, and again, I had just quit my job as a professor. And I decided that I was not going to do that anymore. I changed my life radically I mean <laughs> of course I, I think I am I'm totally your granddaughter so I went back to Brasilia and then to make some money at the time I started working with you at the store yes yes and you already had the store already had grown a lot you already had two other stores at that time right you had already rented um, another store next to the one where you started and then I remember exactly that I think um, it's your theme, this um, this one of um, kind of impulsive, being impulsive, but it's not really being yeah, it's, it's
1: The idea comes, uh, it, it's the focus of my this focus. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that focus, and we were talking one day, um, because I was working there, so we used to talk a lot, and one day we, you and I, we were leaving the candle store, and again I was like in that transition phase, and we went to have a coffee at the bakery there that was like super nice, and... Um, there was a little empty store that was nearby, and we passed by it on our way to the bakery. And we decided to actually go behind the stores. I don't know why. And and then we saw this little this little shop available for rent. Yes, yes. And then I remember you saying, "My daughter, you used to call that. Um, ask how much it is, like the the rental." And I said, "Grandma, you crazy!" Yeah, to call to- yeah, to call the owner. Yeah, yes. to call the owner and ask how much it was. And I was like, you crazy, Grandma. There's no, like... Uh.
1: Yeah, I said, call uh, to stay close to us because it, then we can give you a, a help, a hand. Um, how do you say? It? Yeah,
0: but like, uh, yeah, you said, uh, you, said um, my daughter, um, you said, Lila, why don't you call? You can open your veterinary practice. And I said, uh, you crazy? I don't even have a syringe. And then I called. It turned out that it was a whole situation. Um, this the shop was really well located, right? It was like in downtown, and downtown in Brazil. And I said, "This is going to be super expensive." Like I just, I didn't want to call. There's no way. And you said, "Call, call, yes, call. Yes. And you said, "What is the harm on calling?" Like there's no problem. And I said, "Okay, Graham, okay." and then I called right there while we were walking I called the owner I remember to this day and it was a a shop that was kind of like in the limbo I think because I think the shop the owner of the shop had passed away and that was Um, in the uh, the inventory right yes yes it was they were in the inventory phase and it was kind of in the limbo and then um the husband of the owner, the owner was his wife, and was this lady who owned this store, and he was trying to rent it like very cheap, just for him to pay like the the condominium HOA fees. And I remember to this day it was four hundred reais, and it was very cheap to rent that shop. And then, um, then I said four hundred reais. Don't believe it, right? And at that time, I also called my mother. All that we were. Walking to have coffee. I just want to like say that again. And then I said, Mom, there's a shop here that is for rent and it's 400 reais per month. And then she said, daughter, negotiate it. Rent it. Rent it now. And then you said to rent it. Rent it. And then my mother said, rent it. And I was like, but people, I have nothing. I don't even have a syringe. I don't have a client. I have like literally nothing. Then my mom said, rent it. Negotiate not to pay the first month. And i remember my mom she said like um that she was beginning it was the beginning of the year and she said i have some money saved that i have saved to pay next year's taxes and i can borrow you that money or lend you that money but you have to pay back to me because i need that money to pay taxes next year um and i said that's crazy and then i went and then i ran to the store the shop And then with that money, I opened the practice. And it
1: was very fast. I was amazed to see how fast it grew.
0: And yeah. And then, um, the practice, like, just like your candle shop grew really fast. And it was just me in the beginning alone. You
1: were, um, it was just you. There, there were no others like you, right? In Brasilia, there was no, um, practice that
0: yeah i that yeah there was no competitor it was like a, a practice just for zoo mad animals for exotic animals i think i was the only practice like that so he grew really fast but just like you it, it was one of those uh, like first stores or that or a practice of that kind um for not traditional pets It was very uncertain um but he it was uncertain for you too, right? Because hey, there is no there is no one opening a veterinary practice just for non traditional pets. It
1: is uncertainly. Um, it is it's 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 in the dark, right?
0: Yeah, um, I could do it like it could be a bad business decisions because decision because it there was no one. It was the first practice of that kind. It could have being good and bad, right? It could be good because you are starting a market and there's no competitors or... It could be bad because maybe nobody has a practice like that because there's no clientele, there's no market for it. It
1: it is in the dark and with a lot of desire as well.
0: Yeah. And, um, but then it grew super fast. And soon I was hiring like an attendant, like a front office person. I remember, um, I remember I would get there before that, just like you. I would get there, I would arrive between six and seven in the morning, I would clean the, the practice, so no one would see that I was cleaning it, because at that time I was alone, I right? I remember all night, I remember. Yeah, so I cleaned everything, I organized everything, oh, I didn't even have money for decoration, so I painted the murals on the walls, remember, grandma? Yes, I do. Yeah, I painted the murals to save money, because I had no money for decorations, and then um I painted the walls, and we, I did I think we did everything in a super creative way, uh, trying to save money, um, and then I would book, um, you know, some clients, and I had, I remember, I would have only like a few couple of patients during the week, so I would schedule them all together, overlapping, like on purpose, because for them to think I was busy, right? Because I overlap them on purpose so while one was waiting was so i would overlap them so when i was seeing a client the other one was waiting so they would have the impression i was like super busy like i would schedule one at nine and the other one at 9 20 so you they had to come and sit and wait on purpose you know um so they thought oh my gosh you're super busy <laughs> And then over time, quickly, I hired like a front staff and then I hired another veterinary and then veterinary assistants and those stuff. And and then I rented um, another shop because we grew. And so it's kind of like you did. And you, and did. you bought
1: uh, also the material, those those machines.
0: Oh, the equipment. Yeah, yeah, the equipment. So I then I bought an x-ray machine and then I start like, you know, expanding and everything. And, and then it's there uh, still and still there. Yeah, it's it's still there. Um and it is over and it is over to there today and I I I think I saw that 3 years after I opened it when I moved to the United States. Yes. Yeah, and and they grew. Um I went to visit there last year when um I went to Brazil and I think it has been open since I opened I think it has been like 10 plus years. Um yeah. 10 plus years ago that you open and now I'm opening I'm starting that ahead and it's, it's the same thing you know grandma for sure for sure it, I had this impulse too but it's like that that story the idea was already growing my head like the seed was already planted I, I was already, you know, in that mindset, looking and thinking about it. And it was Sunday um, Grandma, I was here, I was reading a book and the book, said something, the book said something like this, hire a virtual assistant to start your business. It was um, a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. Uh, the name of the book and so I put the book down I said it's now (laughs) so I picked up the phone (laughs) and I called and I hired the service the virtual assistant service and I hired an attorney to open the company like uh, the bureaucracy I paid I think 150 dollars to start it I had no name grandma then (laughs) the attorney said okay so what is the name of the company because I had to register the company right then I said Wait a minute, sir. And so I hung up the phone. Um, I called Luana, my sister. And I said, uh, Luana, I need a name for my company now. And she was like, what? What company? I said, well, I can explain it, but I need a name. And she said, oh, she's still like, what for? And I kind of explained to her. Um, And then... And then uh, I need a name, help me with the name. And we stay on the phone, I think, for 20 minutes. And we decided, like, she, I think it was her suggestion. She said, Vet Ahead. So I was like, yeah, Vet Ahead, that's it. So I called the guy again, the attorney, and I said, okay, the name is Vet ahead. And he said, okay, I will open it. Yeah, you know that if you think about
1: it too much, you give up. Um And another thing, I I, I didn't think about... um no way uh, was it going to go wrong because you can't think that it's going to go wrong. It has to work. It has to work, right? So you focus on the things and
0: just go. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think about not working as. Uh, yes, I. It's the same way, Grandma. Like it has to work,
1: and and something
0: else too. Um,
1: and when you start slowly, right, step by step, you don't you don't take a step uh, bigger than your legs because. Even not thinking that it's going to go wrong, you don't have any big losses if you go step by step. Yeah,
0: yeah. yes. If you go slow, there are no big losses. You're right, exactly. But I remember that I was um, I was working in the store with you. I don't remember how much I was earning at that time. I don't remember that. But let's suppose it was like 800 reais. I don't remember exactly. And I said, okay, let's assume um, that I remember my calculations. I was like... If I don't see any patients, if I don't have any clients, and I remember that the cost for me was going to be about 600 reais every month to um, keep the practice open. yeah, yes. and, then, and then I thought, okay, if I don't see any patients, at least with the money I'm earning at the store with you, I could cover the cost, right? So I knew that even... I mean with the worst case scenario saw so nobody I knew I could I could handle it and that's what you're talking about right to take a small step
1: there, yeah there was always uh has to be a um, exactly I I, I folk you have to focus on that
0: yeah You also always had that eye right grandma I remember you <laughs> you're really good like to buy property it's just crazy you always you always buy the property in in a big way, like don't you, Grandma? The properties you buy, you get a great value on them, and then they just gain value over time. And tell us how how do you buy that property, um, you know, in the southwest neighborhood in Brasilia, when that that part of Brasilia was nothing. It was um, it was very well localized, but it was like literally a construction site nobody wanted to leave there and you went there one day you left the house and then you went there that like nobody wanted to buy a house there or build a house there or anything like that and then you went there you found an apartment you came home and you said to grandpa i bought an apartment and he was like
1: what Ah, uh, yes yes but then he said to me how much did it cost and I said, uh, it didn't cost too much. I think the price is good, right? It, it's a good investment. When I told him, he said, I want one too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where, when he bought the, the other one, the next one. Yeah, uh, the, the neighbor I, I bought apartment. One, yeah, and he bought the other one.
0: But at that time, Grandma, he was like, but how come you didn't call me? You didn't ask me or anything. You didn't ask my opinion. You just went there. You saw it and you made a decision and boom. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, oh, no. This that this, you're saying is the other one that I was at, at Azasu. It was before. The
0: mm-hmm. little ones
1: at Azusu That was cheap, cheap, cheap. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But in, there was one in the uh, Southeast neighborhood we bought. I did not uh, speak to him because I bought with the money from the store.
0: Oh, but then, I mean, you always had a great eye for real estate. Uh, Always, yes. You bought several and always in places where nobody gave anything for. And, oh, I remember those things. And then the places will grow, explode, expand. And the value of the properties will like increase a lot. And they look
1: good, too. And mm-hmm. They look really good, thank God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, where does it come from, Grandma? That business eye, the entrepreneur eye. How, where did it I, come I from? I
1: think that um, for my father was um, a businessman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that he always worked in, in business. But mm-hmm. it was my mother who had uh, like the, the nose, so to speak. Mm. And, and, and and my brother, too. So, uh-huh. um, But my grandmother... My grandmother had it too, to to sell and buy. Oh, so you were very. Um, did you have a very close relationship with your grandmother? I love yes. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like it was like this, like close together, tied together.
0: Ah, uh, what that you uh, that was your mother's mother, right? Yeah, my my mother's.
1: Uh, because uh, the other, uh, when I was born, I think she was already dead. Oh, huh. And uh, but my grandmother, oh my. Her whole life, where I moved, she went with me, um, tidying up my house, helping to do everything. Mm-hmm.
0: So where are you, Grandma? You're not here to come to help me. <laughs> Grandma, did you know that you are, you are my my favorite person in the whole world? No, I, I didn't know that.
1: But yes, seriously,
0: <laughs> you are my favorite person. I tell everyone. I've spoken on the podcast several times. You're like my favorite person, obviously.
1: No, no, I'm I'm kidding. I knew, but but it was like that with my grandmother as well, and and she with me. We we have a lot of we had a lot of um, how you say um,
0: affinity, yeah, affinity, yeah. I see a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of that with you, Grandma. I. Um, you were never that traditional grandma. I know. And I say that as a, a good thing. Like it wasn't um it wasn't the grandmother who, you know, took
1: to, to, to take for her the granddaughter. Yes, to like as as her her own. Because the, tra- the traditional grandmother takes takes care of the granddaughter as her own. And no, I, I help. If she needs it needs it, If she's sick, she's not sure what to do, I help. But staying, taking care of it day by day, feeding everything, no, no.
0: Yeah, but I say that in a good way. Like, I remember you were never the grandmother stereotypical type. Like, of course, you always cooked, you... Um, you know, there was always food that you used to make um, for us when we liked, uh, whoever liked that certain type of food. But it wasn't that thing you imagine from like classicals, um, classical grandmother, like a classical grandmother house that you get there, there's always like... A hot cake or like a warm cake and cookies. (laughs) No, no. So you are you are always. um, I remember really independent. Really, um, you like even you always wanted for us to be independent.
1: You have to. um, If your granddaughter uh, she's there, you are happy. We are happy. That's what you have uh, at home. If that is what Mm -hmm. you have at home, otherwise you can buy it. Yeah, you you don't have to do that we do it too right because we want to but it's not an obligation
0: Uh uh-huh so like growing up grandma like how how was i growing up i know that i was always like questioning things and kind of always like a lot a lot (laughs) because things happen you know
1: and a lot since she was a little girl
0: Oh, is it? Since I was a little girl, and um, if I didn't, see, well, because if I didn't re- see a reason, if I didn't understand the reason to do something, I didn't want to do it, and I still don't to this day. If there's no exactly. reason, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, um, I mean, I always think, does he have a reason?
1: Yeah, it has.
0: Yeah, do you remember any like particular cases, Grandma? um i I remember yes
1: um at a barbecue that uh, was in your house i uh, i think was i think it was a barbecue uh and your mom had bought you an expensive skirt at a store mm-hmm. and was very uh, you, you should be uh, like uh, about three or four years old, and the skirt was beautiful, and you always like to play with dirt right you play with dirt with water. Then you were in the garden playing with the dirt, Mm -hmm. and um, now you wanted to wear this new skirt. Your mother said no. Then you went over to me and said, Grandma, don't you think my skirt is beautiful? And I said, oh, that skirt is beautiful. Yeah, but my mom won't let me wear it. The skirt is beautiful. (laughs) Why doesn't she let me wear it? (laughs) Oh, my God. And I was, "Um, no, my daughter, but it will get dirty. But the skirt is beautiful. <laughs> and I said, I know it's beautiful. I know. Do you, do you understand? Because you want it. You want it.
0: Yeah. And I did. I, did I wear this skirt, Grandma? <laughs> did I no, wear it? No, no, no. Uh,
1: <laughs> she didn't let you. It was an expensive skirt. You cry. You cry like crazy. Cry, cry, cry. Really? And, <laughs> and then you had fun with something else. Uh, I remember okay. that story well.
0: You know that today Chloe sometimes um, Grandma Chloe sometimes um, that's funny because um, I let her use everything to play whenever she goes and any play, any place she goes maybe something from that story that I that stayed with me um, I let her wear everything anything she wants to wear she has these um, when she has these dance performances we need to buy those costumes and like they're usually like big dresses and everything. And I let her use it. So before the performance, I don't let her because if she gets, if it gets torn, then, I mean, you'll have to buy another one. Yes, yes. But then, um, but then after that, she plays outside. I let her go to school with it. I said, have fun, you know, clothes are for wearing and let's just go and she will. But of course, I don't buy expensive things either, right? I don't, it doesn't work for children, but anyway.
1: Yes, and and then it's not a a skirt to go to a party. It's not a skirt, right? To to go someplace uh, to play on the dirt. Mm-hmm. They have to learn as well.
0: Yeah, and, and they play on the ground, and then um, it's always they always play outside a lot, and like you know, biking and whatnot. And and
1: and and it was a lot. Um, another thing was that you were always having a, a party inside your living room. Remember?
0: I remember. Yeah
1: um theaters all kind of all kinds place. of place yeah you you took everything out of place oh my uh you invited the neighbors saying that there was going to be a party at your house a play
0: <laughs> grandma but grandma tell me this um what do you think about this whole like gender equality movement feminism what do you think about what do you think about feminism grandma um and have you gone through so many... You have gone through so many stages, transitions, and phases. And what is your experience? What do you think of the feminist movement?
1: What do I think? Um, I, I think things have to happen, right? There has to be equality. There has to be all this vi- vari- variety this of uh, genders, so to speak. Because uh, people are like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, I just think it's a lot... So much, um, I would say, it's too much all the time. Talking mm-hmm. too much of, of about the same thing all the time. Like coronavirus, right? Talking, talking, talking. That I think they empty the thing.
0: Mm, okay. But so, of that issue, for example, um, here at Rome, here, at home, right? I, I set an example. In the United States, we live a different culture, right? Yes, yes. There is no, I mean, there is... It's not like in Brazil there is um, the figure of the maid, for example. Um, this is something that is really very expensive. There are very few houses that have them here of course so um, here families have to do everything themselves clean houses, cook and anyway right so everything mm-hmm. is done here mm-hmm. and and in here it was a very it was a very big fight like. Um, right after my, my wedding or um, beginning of my marriage even today um, we have to do everything inside of the house and uh, plus a career your job and um, more I mean whoever has kids and so like that and it was a a lot of struggle at home um, when Stephen and I uh, got married to like really, make, be in a position where we really contribute to the house 50%, you know, of the housework I'm talking about. And today he even does the laundry, but he was not always like that but, in the beginning.
1: But he's American, right? He should already have that.
0: Well, uh, but even so, you know, grandma, this issue, I think that gender equality does not really... The equality does not really exist, you know. Even in a first-world country like the United States, even here that it is all like, "Oh, do yourself right." Um, there is no such equality. It is uh, something that you have to fight for, not in the sense of like fighting, but you have to fight to make it happen.
1: Uh, to to you don't have to impose yourself, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I did. I was doing the laundry in a moment, that, but there was a moment like I stopped and I started asking myself, "Why am I doing the laundry? Right? He's an adult. Why, with two masters' degree and a and a PhD? And you know, uh, are you? Yeah, you are unable to program the washing machine. I mean, can not you like separate your clothes like color? Yeah, and? Yeah, yeah and one day i said you know no i will not do your laundry <laughs> how absurd like how absurd is that i'm doing your laundry i i couldn't believe i actually was doing it and so one day i said i have to stop saying help me with the house because this house is yours too right i told him i'm not your maid but it was like that after a lot of fighting, because, you know. Because
1: that idea, uh, the idea of helping is not the same as a, a division of the work. It's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: They think they are helpers. They are not helpers. They live in the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so too.
0: Yeah, but it was a lot of struggle, you know, grandma. So I really had to, at a certain time close my eyes and let go if, in the sense that, for example, I said to him, I don't, to, I don't want to know. It's not just me who will be like, I don't want to know. I'm not going to be the only one buying clothes for the children or buying school stuff because it's a lot of work, like to buying shoes and the right size and then exchanging and the school asks for like a certain type of shoes for a presentation. I was like, you know, I'm not going to be the only one running the show. Yeah, yes. And then, and then you have to learn like crazy, trying to find everything, then you buy it, then it's not the right size, then you have to exchange it, and it's a whole mess. (laughs) Yes, yes. And then Monday said, look, the kids need shoes, like these Y, X, Z, whatever, and you are going to buy it. And. That was the whole crazy thing, right? He he bought it and then he bought it the wrong size and he the wrong color. And I just let it. You know, I don't want to know. Uh I just, you know, if it's wrong, it goes wrong to the school. And so he was very frustrated. And and then I said, How do you think it is for me, right? I nowadays he washes all the children's clothes, he does the laundry, he washes the sheets, the towels. He goes to the grocery store. I mean, we do the same things. Like there are weeks that I go, there are weeks that he yes, goes. Yes. Another thing too, um, making like, that's the thing that really annoys me is having to make a list for him to do groceries or anything. I said, like, I'm not his secretary. I'm not his assistant. Um, why do I need to make a list? I mean, he can open the fridge and see what's missing, right? I mean, these things, you know, grandma, that we take for ourselves, that sometimes I stop to think why, because I saw this happening and that's how I was raised, but they are matters of phases of times in life, but I never stop to think why is the woman who has to make the least for the man? Why can't the man open the fridge, see what's missing, make a list, and he can go to the grocery store, right? Today, I would say that we are more... I would say that he does more housework than I do. But then it didn't come easy, you know, Grandma?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's never easy.
0: And I can't imagine what it was like for you saying that um, to work, you had to wake up at dawn and do everything. It it was difficult.
1: It it had to... I had to wake up at dawn and get things ready. Right? It's that it's that thing that is cultural, but culture also changes. Right?
0: But what do you think? Like, if you were going to give me an advice, right, for me today or for women today, um, because you really have a lot of emotional intelligence. Um, I'm very, I'm very confrontational. Right? You, you have this way to go around.
1: Yes. Um,
0: but but we got the results, right? Right. <laughs> like,
1: yes. There, there are things you you have to get around, as as I said. Okay, go, go. Others, which we question. Mm-hmm.
0: But what did you think, Grandma, when I said that I don't want, uh, like, things like about cultural changes and all of that, when I told you that I didn't want to have biological children, like I didn't want to go through pregnancy, what what did you think?
1: No, no, I, I, I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. I thought it, w- it was normal because you are not the first person to tell me that of people mm-hmm. close to me, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and I, I have a friend that said, I don't even want to get married or know who the father is. Mm-hmm. I go there and I do it, right?
0: Oh, and they, you mean the uh, artificial insemination?
1: Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Then I think there are choices. Uh-huh. Those are choices. Yeah. Um, now, the choices is you also have to own the choice.
0: Yeah, sure thing. Like, it's logical. I think that's why it took me so long to decide to have a child, right? Yeah. I think I was 37. Because it's
1: very beautiful for you to say that you want to have a child or, or not and, and will not uh, get pregnant and go there and take a child and, and then giving them back. No, uh, your child, it's your child.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah, it's a child is forever. I mean, there's no way. It's a huge decision. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how it came to you, right? No. No. Yeah, a child is a child, and then um, Grandma. How many years have you been married to Grandpa again? Uh, Sixty-four, something more. That
1: if you've been we've been like this dating and about sixty-five, sixty-six. It's it's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> oh my
0: god. How well, how old are you again, grandma? 84. 84. And what do you think, grandma, that the fact that you were married at the time you were married with the culture that you, where you were, um, you know, do you think that contributed to you to stay married? Do you think that if it was nowadays, you would have um, do you think you have um maybe if you would be divorced or Uh, Not necessarily, I'm talking about my grandfather in particular, but you think the times contributing for you to stay in marriage as an institution. You understand what I'm saying? Well, um,
1: everything depends a lot on the head, right? How you think, Uh, what you you want, what you don't want, what you accept, don't
0: accept. You mean like the mind, your mindset?
1: Yeah. Um, And we have nowadays a bunch of women here in Brazil... That they kill at all the time, right? Because uh, she wants the divorce, she wants to, to, the divorce, and he doesn't accept. Then those kind of horrible stories.
0: Oh, you mean the the women that get uh, murdered um, by like ex husbands or husbands? Yeah, it's some cultures in some places, as you said, there is a place that unfortunately women are. It's it, they don't have much a choice, right? Certain cult- cultures, even se- certain places in Brazil. As you said yourself, some sometimes even threatened with like death threats and by taking into account a person who is not in the circumstances, um, you know, do you th- see that? Do you see that many women stay married just because it is expected from them?
1: I I think some do, but many don't. Um, this this issue, I think it it's already well um when the couple is more balanced, it, it re- is resolves together. Either separate, get divorced, mm-hmm. or get along. It's uh-huh. one on another. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think this this kind of thing fits today anymore, at least mm-hmm. for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think women are starting to get married older too,
1: right? That's That's... That's why the problem is actually education. Educate mm-hmm. people. Educate but uh, but not let's say I'm not talking uh not
0: academic education, right? You mean like school.
1: Yeah, not academic, but with openness and reason um uh, right? Teaching how to 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 think, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing because those who think learn everything and not doing just for doing is different.
0: Mhm. What are things like in your life, grandma, looking back, you're now 84, um, which are things in life that you look at? And of course, today is easier with your life experience. It's easier to look and say, oh, I would have done that differently. But what are things um, that you, if you were to give me an advice, you would look back and say, whoa, that I would have done differently?
1: Uh, Look, we do a lot of nonsense, a lot of nonsense. Um, I had my doubts about child education. I had, uh, but on the other hand, I learned not to blame myself. This is mm-hmm. what you have to learn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is a good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame yourself because you are on a system. Tomorrow mm-hmm. or the day after, that will be totally different from yours. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you are in a system that is based on what you have, what you had learned, and which you think it's fair. Mm -hmm. Because I think that nobody does anything that is wrong in in terms of education of of things uh, consciously. People, uh, people, let's say, ethical people, right? Uh, Prepare people. But you will not stop making mistakes. Mm -hmm. So as I can't go back to correct, um, suddenly... What I, I I don't know, certain things I think Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do again, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would think better. So, so much um, demanding cleaning, for example, a lot of tightness, because that takes away the time for thinking, for research. You have to see what is more important. This was really heavy on me that I have to, to show at home that everything was fine. So, Mm -hmm. I I learned from my mother that the husband had to arrive and everything was ready, tied. Pa, pa, pa. So, I did. uh, I did what I knew. Now, Mm -hmm. today, I wouldn't do it just like that anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Look, I learned with my children more than at school, more than anywhere. I Mm -hmm. learned from my grandchild. Mm. I learned with you. I learned from your sister. I learned from everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sometimes I think uh, for life. How many times um, you or, or your cousins, your sister mm-hmm. said, "Grandma, why did you do it like that?" Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, but when you are doing it, right, you have to you have to breathe, mm-hmm. and then not be thinking. I already did. I didn't kill. I didn't steal. So it's okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, what were moments in your life that you look back on, Grandma, and you say, whoa, that was a very difficult moment in my life, and how did you get out of that moment? I had many. Really? Many, many,
1: many moments I did. I think, uh, how did I manage? Because I was not going to drop everything for, got it? Um, uh, it wasn't going to my head. I, I had to deal with it. Many times, I, like and when Rodriguez Uh, Rodrigo's birth my youngest it was very confusing for me
0: oh really why was it confusing grandma
1: because um your grandfather was taking uh, a course in Rio de Janeiro at the time, mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. parents had suffered a, a car accident, both of them. Oh. And all my other children I had in Sao Paulo City with the best doctors and everything. Because And because mm-hmm. of the a blood problem, I, I had to uh, had careful... So, I I found Mm -hmm. myself at a crossroad, right? Your grandfather was in Rio. My mother Mm -hmm. and father, they were at the hospital. And it was time for Drigo to be born. Mm -hmm. I already had a uh, hospital schedule in São Paulo that my father Mm -hmm. had already made the appointment and everything.
0: And you were leaving um, at at that time, right? Grandma, uh, I
1: was uh, living in, in Itu again.
0: Oh, okay, in Itu, in São Paulo State, not São Paulo City, right? So not with your parents, yes. where your parents lived.
1: Okay. So and my grandmother was taking care of my parents, who were very injured.
0: Mm-hmm. And you already had three children, right? When uh, Rodrigo was born, plus Cida, so four <laughs> at yes, the time. Cida, yes,
1: we already uh, were with Cida.
0: Mm-hmm. So you were with four, with uh, three, three biological sida and now Rodrigo is coming. Well, yeah, with five. Well, four and pregnant. Uh, yeah. Very
1: complicated. So practically alone in a city and eight, eight, mm-hmm. two. And I had my aunt who lived a little far away, but perfect. She already had to mm-hmm. take care of me. And then all those, these things, I, I, I couldn't overload her as well. Mm-hmm. There was also the financial problem. Oh wow. Then your grandfather came the day that Drigo was born. Uh, he came. Then I was uh, I had surgery. I uh, mm-hmm. um, say C-section. Yes. Uh, which could not uh, I could not have a natural uh, birth birth anymore at all. So I did the surgery too without being able to tell my mother, my aunt or my grandmother because otherwise the family would panic. Mhm. So what I did, I went to the hospital, a small hospital there, very 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 little, and I I had the operation and mm-hmm. I had a lot of bleeding.
0: Oh wow,
1: grandma, didn't know you had yeah, a hemorrhage. I, I I had a hard time. So when oh, wow. uh, the day was 40 days and then mm-hmm. um, Ziza also had a foot problem. I, I <laughs> I had to breastfeed and um, Mm -hmm. I got a maid who lives there from there four four to five hours uh, from there. So a whole mess. Mm -hmm. So the day uh, he turned 40 days, uh, your grandfather went to get me. Then I Mm -hmm. went to Rio de Janeiro by car with a baby. Oh, wow. Like Uh, Yeah, we had a van, a combi with Mm -hmm. all of them inside. I arranged everything uh, in the morning. It, it wasn't a moving company. It was an mm-hmm. army truck with some soldiers to help. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So I packed everything. I, I packed everything. I helped put in the truck. I, I helped mm-hmm. like this. Like you can put it carefully, that and that. Mm-hmm. And when the truck left, the house was empty. The children had already bathed. They already had lunch. I stuffed everything mm-hmm. in the car. And we passed through Sao Paulo city before my mother uh, uh, was at home with my father already. And uh, they already had left the hospital. So just say goodbye to them. Mm -hmm. And from Sao Paulo, all this in just one day. From Sao Paulo, we went to Rio. But when the night arrived, we had to stop. We stopped at the mm-hmm. gas station and we all slept inside the van.
0: Oh, wow. Inside of the van?
1: Yes. Yes. Then when I arrived in Rio at the apartment, the moving truck was already there with me. Oh, wow. So I collect everything, turning on the oven. It, uh, it arrived in the morning, right? Because mm-hmm. I already slept halfway. Uh, mm-hmm. I already made lunch. I took care of the children already. It, it was a difficult time.
0: Oh yeah really
1: and and your grandpa was re- uh, ready a, a student preparing for the general staff test something like that. So he um, taught all day long and studied mm-hmm. to pass the test. It took a year and we moved it again. So I had seen school for, I had to see the school for the kids. I mm-hmm. did everything because there was no way.
0: And how did you get out of this, Grandma? How how did you manage? Uh, like that.
1: Um, when I got out of the bleeding, the...
0: The hemorrhage. Uh-huh. Yeah, the
1: hemorrhage with uh, Drigo's birth, uh, because there was no blood for me. I, I, yeah, I,
0: because you were O-negative, right? So that's why you had all these problems at birth.
1: Yeah. So Drigo was born on October 28th and he already had um, your grandfather had already left three soldiers there because it too did not have a blood bank so three mm-hmm. soldiers should donate blood but they mm-hmm. gave them a break because they live far away oh wow so i did not uh, have the transfusion but uh, but then uh, i don't know we get used to, uh, i don't know yeah we get used mm-hmm. to do those things I, I don't know where i had a the lot strength, of strength. To be. yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: And so several times like that, outside of being like a child, being sick, being in the field, I I don't know what and everything, but thank God we are here and still together.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, wow, grandma, I'm I'm here with the wedding gift you gave me because when i married um when i got married i asked for one uh sentimental gift that's ah, what yeah, i want yeah. it's true yeah yeah so i'm holding here which is a 1955 notebook oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's a small brown little notebook and it is like um like an agenda like a scheduler it's uh, very yes, small it's, a, it's a little
1: scheduler yes
0: yeah, yeah, and this is yours, and you wrote it. with I can mean, yours, grandpa, and you, and you guys wrote it in two hands, right? Uh, we did. Yeah, that was the year that you guys started dating, and you got engaged, yes, correct? Yes. Yeah, in the year you met. Um, there is a passage from June eleventh, nineteen fifty-five, and I think it's I think it's your hand. I think it's your handwriting. Yeah, my
1: handwriting. And hand it writing. says.
0: Yeah, and it says, today, we officially started dating Valentine's Ball at Ituano. Ituano Club. Yes, Ituano Club. And um, I think that's where you used to go, right? Um, so, it says here, Ituano Klelia. Club,
1: yeah, we used to go there, yes.
0: Yeah, and it says, Clelia won a gift from, got a gift from Glicerio. Glicerio is my grandfather's name. <laughs> and then, um, here it is, because I also... Receive as a gift from you. So there's the passage and you also gave gave me the notebook, but you also gave me the gifts. So, um, and that's the gift you got from him that day. And it's a pen. Yeah, it's it's a pen. Uh, So it's the first gift he ever... He, the first gift he ever gave to you, and is a pen with your name on it, um, your name engraved, and it's a beautiful pen. I mean, I think it's your name. And, I, th- uh, yeah, I, I think it is. And it, there is... I, I, I think, think there's just a little card. Yes, it's a golden pen. Oh, yes, there's a little card. It's true, Grandma. Um, and it says, For you, Clelia, as a reminder of our first Valentine's Day, with dedication and... Um, it's kind of difficult to understand. It's dedication, uh, tea, I don't know exactly what grandpa is trying to say here. What's that? Valentine's Day? Yeah, it's like trace. Oh, I'm showing. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't, know. Know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, right. And it says, E2, Valentine's Day, 1955. And I think, oh, whoa, I think this is um, There's a part where you're speaking on the 26th. And then we went to church. There are some passages that say you are going to eat ice cream, ah, and yes. the movies, uh, and that um, you're going to... There's one that says, Clélia received a letter from Glicerio. <laughs> there are some which I think are really cool that you say that you went to the cinema, to yes, the movies. Yes, we, we went to the cinema
1: a lot. It it was the cinema and, and the Ituano Club. It was our thing.
0: Yeah, meeting of seven. It's so cool, which is because it's written by both of you and then i don't know where is it there's a part um you give him a gift to uh, uh, it the letter first opener. yes the letter open which i also have and it's right here um and is um it's i mean it's like antique today right because <laughs> um we don't open letters anymore <laughs> nobody sends letters <laughs> no. anymore nobody. and uh, Yes, and this one has something has something engraved. It says Glicerio, December 6, 1955. Um, and um, so let me go there on the notebook on that date. Oh, there. Uh, thank you, Grandma, <laughs> for writing the date. That really helps. Um, come on, let's find it. December 6. Yeah, here it is. And this is a little book. It's super cool as a memory. And in the end, um, the last page, there is B. Because um, you call Grandma B, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So it says, "I like B, Clelia. and it does, uh, and it goes like this: B likes Clelia too. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have E.T., which uh, is E.T. Um, what is that? E.T. I don't know what that means.
1: Etc. No, no.
0: No, I don't know. Oh, I think it must be uh, me too in Portuguese it would be eu também, it means me too. So you're saying that B oh, loves yelled yeah, and I yes. think you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Anyway, and I I also have this other book, the this uh, expenses. Yeah. Yes, your monthly expenses from 1957.
1: It's a, a little notebook uh, and everything was yeah. controlled. Penny by yeah.
0: penny, yes. Yeah, you took note of everything, every day, everything here. And it like w- all was the expenses. always missing
1: money at the end of the month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I hear the your expenses like home, power, water, allowance, bread, milk, pharmacy. Everything, everything. Yeah, the daily rates, bakery, milk, laundry. Um, but there are moments here that it starts to look like it goes in 1962, bracelet every month there's a bracelet oh.
1: cost oh yeah yeah. he bought me some some gifts no um what did he call it um in in your i th- I forgot um there was a, a jewelry store there we bought uh-huh. everything there, presents this this kind of things
0: yeah and then like this look the bracelet ends and then when the bracelet cost ends uh charges end then it becomes uh, a jewelry oh you know? yeah <laughs> yes very cool and here i don't even know what coin like what currency this was Graham, at the time ah, me neither do not even remember because it changed so much yeah it says it says like it was seven hundred sixty-six thousand. i don't even know what currency this is
1: and that that was the time of the the big in- inflation look Whew!
0: yeah 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 it is um there is here t- teaching, um, there you have it. Me, Clelia, ne- Ziza, Neto, Antonio, a lot. It's so cool. Sometimes I, I look and say, oh my, right?
1: Uh, there's a lot of uh, history there, a lot of history.
0: Three years here counting, three years of daily costs. And how was your experience with grandma becoming a grandmother or a great-grandmother? Ah, uh, that is it's very good, very good. Is it? Oh. Uh, all of them,
1: uh, they're very good. I love it. I love you all.
0: Aww. Yeah, all your grandkids, especially me, are very cool. And your, <laughs> sister, and your sister, Luana.
1: She's amazing.
0: <laughs> okay, that's Luana speaking, people.
1: That's not my grandma. And because Lila also <laughs> made up something.
0: <laughs> Is there something like that that you're like, very proud uh, that you did in your life, Grandma? Um, um, the The fight. To want to graduate
1: and to get my retirement as well—that to me is everything. Yeah, right, grandma. You cannot imagine for a person like in this um, submissive, uh, not of thoughts but of of obligations of things, suddenly owning your own nose—it's different.
0: Yeah, you mean like being um, your own boss, right? Being your, your um, yeah, but y- you know that you were an example. Um, And then it affects all of us, Um, all of your grandkids, all of your grandchildren, all of your children and granddaughters, especially. It is a legacy that you leave, you know, grandma. It is, um, you know, you pass, it passes through generations to the next generation and next generation.
1: Yes. And that at the time I said, (laughs) my God, I could be at home. I I had to do this and so and everything. But I said. It's not use, or I want this, or I stay at home, mm-hmm. right? So this is what I say. Uh, these are actions you take that later you see that is wor- that work that it worked. But even mm-hmm. working, you suffer. Yeah, you struggle, right? But you are a huge example, grandma. I-, I think you are a great example in the family as well.
0: Oh, thank you, grandma. And what did you think when I called you and said, Grandma, I'm going to get a tattoo in your honor. Tell me what I should tattoo. Uh, I I was afraid of the repercussions.
1: Why, Grandma? <laughs> no, it, it, it's like that. Did you know that your aunt Lila called me?
0: No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and just for uh, people to know, like my aunt is also named Lila. I was named in her honor. Uh, yeah. And She's and my, also she... my godmother. <laughs>
1: Yes, and she called me and said, What did you do for this girl just like you so much? Uh, she was kidding, of course, but she called me. Uh, did she really? Yes. Teach me. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't know she called you. Did, did you know? No, tell me. I thought she was close to you when she called, it, like letting you hurt it. No, no, I didn't. Uh, so she said... Clalia, what did you do to make your uh, your granddaughter like you so much? And I said, oh, I didn't do anything. I am I'm just a grandmother.
0: No, <laughs> oh, grandma. You you just never pushed me, you know. You you give me space to love you, you know. You don't you don't like struggle, like you don't uh, how can I say? You know, you, you're not all over the place. You're just giving me space. That was, that was what
1: I told her. I don't do anything. I do. I, I'm a grandmother. <laughs> I'm a grandmother. And she laughed. She's, she said the, the whole thing laughing, okay, you know? And she uh, laughed a lot.
0: You, you call me down too, Grandma, you know? I wanted to get a tattoo on my arm to call me down, you know? And you call me down. So I wanted to remember you because it does calm me down. And, and what's beautiful? It is
1: beautiful. I and I like that you expanded and did something beautiful. Beautiful. It's wonderful. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, it looks beautiful. It's like all the flowers, the flowers you like, the epe tree. Um, it's a very popular tree in in, in our city that we live. In. And then there's yeah, a beautiful. a little coffee flower, and you're all here. So grandma, thank you so so much for this conversation it was so much fun and um if people w- uh, want to follow you on Instagram, what is your Instagram grandma my my Instagram
1: I do not have it yet I mean I, I followed uh, others, but I don't think I'm there, but I'm going to sign up
0: Oh okay, but you do have Facebook I think um Grandmas, thank you so much again. I love you so much. Um, many, many kisses for you, and thank you so much. I thank you as well. And and send a kiss to the kids as well. Uh
1: and my grand-grandchild.
0: Yeah, you have many of those, right? I am full of them now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh thank you so much, grandma. I love you. And um this is the last episode. Thank you for being part of it. Bye-bye. Bye, honey. All right, all right, all right. The honest mistake. Um, I don't even have to say that I wouldn't be crazy to correct my grammar. I, I wouldn't do that. So, uh, today on The Honest Mistake... Uh, my honest mistake was say yes to this. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second! Wait a second, Luana. So on the honest mistake today, since I do, I wouldn't dare to correct my grandmother. And by the way, she didn't say anything uh, wrong. She's amazing. But the honest mistake today, I thought about. Let's talk to Luana because she played my grandma. Luana is my sister. So just very quickly chat, Luana. Thank you so much, first of all, for doing that. I know it was a lot of work um (laughs) so how was it for you to
1: play grandma um i'm a professional actress and it's always a challenge to play a real person because you want to 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 you have an ethic thing about like you don't want to make that person wrong Mm -hmm. uh, any wrong to that person but also being my grandmother it's it's yeah it's an honor and and you, I got a lot of emotions during this, yeah. uh, even when I was uh, translating everything and listening to her mm-hmm. and just playing her was like, remember her voice and yeah. how, how she tells a story that is really, really, uh, a really yeah. huge impact.
0: Yeah. What is a memory that you have from grandma? Oh my, that's
1: a lot. Because you don't remember a lot of things of our childhood, but I do. <laughs>
0: So I have a lot. But it's um, one like, that really like stayed with you. I
1: think that one that brings a lot of memories is that, uh, like you, I also lived with grandma and grandpa while I was waiting for uh, moving to, to another country. Mm-hmm. So uh, those nights that I spend with her drinking wine and, her, and talking about everything, mm-hmm. but listening to her stories and mm-hmm. all those memories that she was sharing, yeah, that memory of sharing—it's really, really close. to I my know. Heart. Yeah,
0: having wine with them and talking to them about their life experiences, all these stories. And like grandpa the always things.
1: coming to to help tell <laughs> the story in the mirror as well. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: their dynamic—the dynamic between them—is just hilarious. It's like, yeah, I I do share those memories too, like drinking wine or or drinking coffee and always having a good conversation. I mean, yeah, that's what I say, like, But Luna doesn't drink coffee. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so awesome um well this is the last episode um of the the first season of our the honest um podcast i had so much fun doing it luana also participated in the concept of everything even the name right even the name for the whole-
1: <laughs> yeah it was like <gasps> but I, I, I also proud because I'm a uh, regular character in your podcast because everybody talks about me. I, think I know I talk about you
0: a lot. <laughs> so I mean, she, I mean that we couldn't end in a better way. I mean, Grandma definitely influenced our lives, and I think a lot of her examples and the legacy that she she left on us and being feminist. I mean, she was definitely and is definitely a feminist for her time and everything she did and accomplished and how she navigates life. Is just so beautiful, and
1: and how that impacts Grandpa as well—the yeah. way that he treats women and yeah. the way he sees the world It's yeah. really amazing.
0: Yeah, so we couldn't have chosen a better person to finish the podcast with this season. So let us know—we're uh, gonna come back with the uh, next season. Let us know who you wanna, uh, who you would like to listen to, and what topics and what to. Um, what to do next and um, follow our social media, go to Instagram, the underline vetahead is where we post everything about the Honest Podcast. You can also go to our website, www.vetahead.vet. It's vetahead.vet, not .com. Go there, let us know, let us know what we want to hear and I will see you in the next season. (laughs) Bye-bye. Beijão, tá? O outro, filha. Tchau, fica com Deus aí, hein?